Unlocking the Power of the Mind, an exclusive interview with mentalist Wayne Hoffman. From dreaming of mind reading and TV appearances as a child to his global success today, Wayne Hoffman unveils his journey to the secrets behind his unique skills. Discover the intriguing work of a mentalist and how Wayne applies these abilities in his life and career. Join us for this unique opportunity to learn from one of the world's leading mentalists about living your best life. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share a little bit more about the guests that we have here today. Wayne Hoffman, a globally renowned mentalist and multi-award winner, enthralls audiences with his stage show Mind Candy and motivational keynote on the power of the human mind. He's also known for his best-selling book, Mind Candy, and his virtual show, Distant Deceptions. From a young age, a fascination with the mysterious led Wayne to study magic and later delve into sociology, psychology, and human behavior. His high energy performances blend mind reading and visual magic, creating an engaging supernatural experience for his audience. Featured on global platforms like America's Got Talent, CNN and National Geographic, Wayne has become a staple at exclusive events, universities, and corporations worldwide. I am so pleased to help welcome to our stage, Mr. Wayne Hoffman. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Hi, Wayne. This is an exciting time for you to be on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you for being here, an honored guest. And I'm excited to dive in and really looking forward to the unexpected, because that's all that you like to bring to audiences. It's this exciting journey of we don't know what's going to happen. And so that brings a lot of creative thinking and exciting time. So let's start by sharing with the audience a little bit more about you. Sure. Wow. Well, it's a long story and it would take a long time to tell the whole journey, but I think uh, what your listeners and viewers would be interested in is, uh, many, many years ago when I was a little kid, I, um, you know, I was always interested in the mysterious magic and mind reading and aliens and the pyramids in Egypt and, you know, anything mysterious. So that led me to get interested in sleight of hand and magic. And I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania, and there was a magic shop there, which is still there to this day. It's called the Mingus Magic Shop in Reading, Pennsylvania. So I would go in there and hang out with other magicians and mind readers and sword swallowers and all sorts of characters. And um, I was just really enthralled with this world of mystery. So uh, I started performing magic and sleight of hand uh, and eventually got into uh, studying psychology at a university. Um, and I started to blend the two together. So 
eventually I started doing a show, uh, which was regional on the East Coast. And then it went across the U.S. and then North America and around the world um, where I would do magic and read people's minds. So I called the show Mind Candy. And, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to perform and I wanted to be on television. And, you know, I had this dream uh, and fast forward and it worked. <laughs> so, you know, I've been very blessed uh, that I've gotten to perform all over the world doing uh, something that I'm passionate about. And now I take my journey, which is very unique, and I would say was very, you know, um, I don't want to say difficult, but certainly unlikely uh, and an unlikely to succeed path. Uh, and, and I take that journey and reflect on it and teach people how I did it and the little mind hacks that I used on my personal journey to success uh, to help others. And that's where we're at. And that's why we're here now. <laughs> right. And that's why you really went along the lines of business development and in sense of self-development as well. I don't feel you can have one without the other, the personal and the, you know, the, the business side of ourselves really go hand in hand and we want to be successful in each. And there's so much of your story, Wayne, that really aligns and inspires me because you come from this place of curiosity altogether across the board of your life to where you are now and ongoing. And that curiosity piece of the mystic and historical factors and what makes us truly human and what's beyond that really brought you to going into psychology and you utilized these this curious aspect of yourself to dive a little deeper in the knowing when you went to school and just learning more through books and research and then bring yourself to the stage. So it's not just this aspect of I went straight to the stage and I went straight to performing, uh, but you really embodied more information in order to bring light to something really incredible to your audience. Yeah. And, and you know, I think one of the th obviously as a performer you know it's it's been a fulfilling journey to watch people smile and watch people have a good time um and it was when i switched over to speaking and teaching people you know the skill set that i have and the mindset that i have and giving them the paradigm shift i, I sh shift i think it, it was it was at that moment that everything became suddenly more valuable and, and I think I didn't realize the power in my story and the power in sharing these unique viewpoints on life and success. Uh, but now in hindsight, looking at all the, the speaking events that I've done, it's, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Because now I can see the change in people. You know, normally in the show, you get the, the round of applause or the standing ovation and people come up and they say, you know, oh, that was great. I had a really fun time. Great show. But after the speech, you know, the keynote, people come up crying and saying, you've changed my life uh, and the emails that I get on the regular. So. So, yeah, um, you know, it's been a it's been a long, fulfilling uh, journey. That's for sure. Well, you're talking about how 
the impact, the greatest impact has really been through sharing the story and the journey and also giving people access to how you got there, the the tricks, the tips, the the insight on how you applied the knowledge that you gained and to to really transform something in your life. And we are so moved as human beings when it comes to that emotional response through stories. And there's a lot of impact with that. And I know we discussed that a little bit prior to this, but it, that's really where the power is, isn't it? And there's something that moves and inspires us when we do that, because we see the impact that it has on other people. And it's this beautiful exchange of energy. So Wayne, I'd love to go back a little further. You were initially really excited and inspired by you know, what we are outside of just this physical aspect of ourselves, the mystical, so to speak. And you've really geared a lot of your life of how to how to show people that which we don't normally see and experience. And you you kind of bring that to life. And it it just shakes people up. You know, we're like, oh my gosh, we can't believe it. And it brings in that mystical piece. It brings in the uh, like where, you know, they say that, what is it? 99.9% .9 is what we cannot see and experience. And that's just, it's fascinating to me, but you, you really start bringing that to the table and to the forefront. Yeah, you know, I, I think as I did some self-analyzing on why it is I do what I do, I mean, boiling it down, I'm an entertainer and then now a speaker. So why? You know, what's what's the real purpose? What, what am I doing and what purpose am I serving and how am I helping people here on Earth? Well, I started to realize my job is to take people out of the everyday and back to a childlike sense of wonder you know, really taking people out of adulthood and back to childhood. Because what happens over time is as you go into adulthood, your brain, uh, it creates shortcuts. Uh, and the shortcuts are energy saving uh, things and uh, ways to get things done more efficiently. But what also tends to happen as we get in these rhythms is we tend to think we figured everything out. And we get a little jaded and we get a little robotic. So what I think as a mystery entertainer, um, what I do is give the mind a pause for a moment where people say, wow, I don't know everything. I haven't figured everything out. And it allows your mind to go back into that sense of, of, of magic and wonder you have when you're a child. Because every day is magical when you're a kid. You know, we... Uh, you see kids and and they're playing and they can turn an empty cardboard box into a space shuttle or a castle. And, and, and I always like to say this, uh, as adults, we are actually only actors playing the part of an adult uh, <laughs> because we don't have a choice. We physically get older and we learn stuff, but that's it. And, and you know, when you watch anything like a, a magic show or a mind reader, your brain um, stops being so robotic and it starts to realize we really do live in a magical world. 
Um, you know, and, and looking at it, we aren't just human beings on a rock flying through what is seemingly infinite nothingness. I think, um, a phrase I heard, uh, I got this from the university of Santa Monica. Um, and, and they said, uh, we are all divine beings having a human experience. So I think if we can connect back to that, um, it allows us to have a little bit more bandwidth for personal development because we stop worrying about how much whipped cream is in our double mocha latte and how, how much our bills are and the monkey mind day-to-day -day stuff. And we can open our minds up to, to the infinite. And that's what allows us to grow as people. It does. And when there, as you, I'm sure you very well know, there's so much science to back that we have this, let me, let me do this. Okay. So that we have this uh, capacity to be creative only when we, we start to calm ourselves down and we don't have that monkey mind that you said, so to speak. So when we can start opening ourselves up to a different point of view, to different experiences, it certainly activates that creative mind, that child looks childlike state of being that you really bring your audience to. Yeah. I, I and again, um, you know, you have to start with a blank canvas in order to create something. Uh, and, and I think as adults, we're so clouded with the day-to-day -day and our old software and our old programming uh, that it, it's hard to get to that blank slate, you know? Uh, but I think all of the things that you see, I mean, everything you see, if you're watching this on a computer right now, the computer, your phone, your, the device you're watching this on was created from someone's imagination. Someone, actually, well, probably a team of people, obviously, created this concept of this device that can connect people and, and you know, this powerful thing. And it exists because someone sat down and had the, ba the bandwidth to really create. So, you know, I always mm -hmm. tell people it's important to reconnect to that, you know, that, that real being inside of you um, and breathe. Just take time. And it's really hard for a lot of people to do that. But I think taking time to connect with yourself and taking time to think um, is the starting point. So if you can, you know, take the time to think and reconnect with the magic that is this whole universe, uh, it's, it's that's a beautiful starting point for the ultimate creation and whatever that is for you. You know, everybody's has a unique journey. Everybody has a unique vision of, 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 of being. And I think, uh, if you start, like, like I said, with that, that, you know, sense of wonder and take time to think anything is possible. Yeah. I like that. Anything is possible. Wayne, that being said, you have really devised some very creative things in your time. And that's really so much of your profession is to be able to come to this extraordinary creative state where it is unlimited, like you said. And, and all of these things uh, you're saying really come to fruition when we do quiet ourselves and and quiet the mind to really allow but you have to let go of that that noise how has that been 
part of your practice. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time now. When did you have the understanding that this was an essential piece to creation? I think the, the earliest moment um, was a conscious decision to first quiet the noise you hear from other people. Now, here's a, a, a difficult situation a lot of people are in. If you have a vision, oftentimes the people that are closest to you, friends, family, a spouse, you know, who, 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 whoever surrounds you, are often the naysayers. <clears throat> and they're often the ones who can really extinguish a flame before it really burns brightly. So, for example, as a kid, you know, I told people, my friends, family, I said, one day, I'm going to do magic and read people's minds and travel around the world and be on television. And as you can imagine, the response to that was you're insane. You know, think realistically, everybody said there's no way you can get on television. And I remember people saying, well, how many magicians do you know that are on television? And in my beginnings, there was only one, you know, David Copperfield was the only guy on the scene that was on television that I saw regularly. And, and people said, well, how many billions of people are there on earth? So you have a one in how many billion shot of doing it. So I think for many, the first starting point should be the same as mine in the sense of putting in earplugs and the people that Although you love them and it might be people you respect and you love their opinion, you know, if you have a vision of something, a burning desire that's truly connected with you spiritually and emotionally, you know, you have to start by putting in the earplugs um, and take what people say and listen to it. And everybody has an opinion and that's fine. And they're, and they're allowed to share it. But having the courage to listen to it and then ignore it anyway. And I think it's in in that moment you're going to find yourself at a moment of peace where you can really start to construct what you want. And then from there, it's having systems in place. And, and it, it's a daily approach. You can't just kind of fiddle around. Once you turn off everyone saying, no, you can't do that. It's creating systems in your life that will allow you to do creation and self-development on the regular. So if that's scheduling 20 minutes a day of silence where you're alone and you can think and you can take notes and be with yourself. And I think that's the important thing. So my first, like I said, my first step was to tune everybody else out because we know the world is filled with distractions and notifications and dings from your phone and phone calls, emails and all these other things. So if you can learn to train yourself to turn that off like I did and then schedule time to be with yourself, I think uh, you know, I I think that's where you're going to get the most. I think that's very very great advice and it's interesting that it comes up you know, it's funny how synchronicities happen in life, but this has been a topic of conversation for me personally and uh, being interviewed on other people's platforms as well as having conversations with the guests such as yourself. But that is really coming into the forefront as well as my own coach mentioning that to me. It's getting clear. It's sitting with yourself. It's meditation or not meditation, but doing that 20 minutes of just sitting with yourself every single day is vital. 
And, and I lead my clients into that. It's, it's bringing yourself to that calm state. Again, we cannot create until we get there. And if there's something that you truly want to aspire to, it begins there. And, and that's the more that we do it, the more that we get better at it. Right. And I always like to say that, you know, we don't rise to the level of our training. We fall to the, or excuse me, we don't rise to the level of our courage. We fall to the level of our training. And that's more of a, a law enforcement perspective based on my experience, but it applies to everything where the consistency of something is key and we just get better and better. And so therefore we show up in, in a greater capacity, but tuning out the noise is also one of the, the most difficult things, at least for me and many other people that I know, especially when it comes to friends and family, and that's where you're going to hear it the most, right? The naysayers, the people who don't believe they're going to convince you that it's not possible. Who knows why that is, but that is factual. And because of that, being able to say, acknowledge that, understand that that is, is what's happening, and still putting one foot forward is very brave and also the only way that we're going to be able to do something worth anything in life. Certainly. And, 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 you know, that's only a small portion of getting to the finish line. Um, one of the things I think that's really circling around me right now is the concept of being, you know, um, a lot of people, take these concepts of, you know, uh, having a vision of the future. And if they have the ability to schedule time to think, and they have the uh, consistency and, and, and strength to tune out the people that care about them. And let's, let's face it, you know, when people tell you don't do that risky thing, they're, they're saying that not because they don't, they want to hold you down. They're saying it to protect you. And this most often comes from, from family and, and such that people are closest to you because they don't want to see you fail. They want you to succeed. And if you do something risky, there's, you know, a chance of failure. So they want to protect you. But that all often stifles a life well lived. Um, so I think, uh, you know, developing that skill and then constantly taking in more information, you know, talking about consistency. There's a great book, uh, Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear that I, I recommend people listen to that helps you get into the groove of these habits uh, and consistency, you know, but after that, you know, you have to have a skill set and develop a skill set and learn things that are, that are going to help act as a catalyst for your own personal success. And one of those things I'm learning, like I mentioned, is being the sense of not moving toward a goal, but coming from it. Mm -hmm. um, people say, well, I want to be a person who X, Y, Z. Um, the truth of the matter is by your actions and your words, you can instantly be it now in the moment. You know, the funny thing is time doesn't really exist. And that's a crazy concept for people. But, you know, we say, oh, there's 24 hours in a day and well, 60 minutes is an hour. If you leave Earth and you go out into the universe, that's no longer applicable. Um, the reason why when we sleep, we lose sense of time is because our perception of time exists because it filters through the mind. Mm. It's only 
when we perceive it to be a certain way. So once you turn the mind off, notice time doesn't exist. So we're in a constant state of now. So if in this moment you act and speak to be the thing you say you want to be, you're therefore being it and then you become it instantaneously. Uh, so, so, you know, developing mindsets like that, having little paradigm shifts, uh, I think, I think that's what's going to get people across the finish line. Mm, that's so powerful. I love the perspective of that and how you brought us into it. Wayne, that said, how has your concept of time and the lack thereof really applied in your life and, and made a difference in how you show up in the world? Yeah. So <clears throat> one interesting thing is I notice people will have a concept of who they want to be or something they want to move toward or a, a goal that they have. Um, but they are self-sabotaging. Most of the time, nothing is really stopping the person other than themselves. One of the things that um, I think is probably the most powerful thing that that has shifted to act as a catalyst to make time um, more powerful and make things happen faster is the concept uh, that I learned through uh, uh, Steve Hardison, who is a coach out in Arizona. He says, um, yes, lives in a world of no. Uh, and he shared this with a, another gentleman by the name of Steve Chandler. And, and yes, lives in a world of no. You can't have one without the other. So as a child, we are trained that no is bad. No, don't touch that. No, don't do this. No, this, no, that. And what tends to happen is um, as you grow up into adulthood, you keep that old software that you're programmed with as a child where no is bad. Um, adults need to upgrade their software. No is not bad. No is just a piece of information, and you can't have one without the other. You can't. It's like day and night, yin and yang, heads and tails. You have to have no. So what I've learned to do to uh, eliminate the concept of lengthy journeys to living a fulfilled life is I've learned to love the word no. And mm -hmm. I collect no's like people collect sports cards. Um I encourage people to see how many no's you can collect in one day. Make a make a, a, a pact with yourself. Say, today I'm going to collect 10 no's and I want to hear no. Because we attach these false stories like, no, I'm not good enough. No, they don't like me. No, you know. But it's not true. Those are false stories you're telling yourself. So if you're going to make up a story, make it a good one. You know, um, eliminate the emotion of the of the fear of the word no and ask for what you want out of life um, because people say, well, uh, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Many years ago, um, I was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and Ellen interviewed me and I sat in the chair and, you know, I felt like I was in my television and everyone came up to me, all my colleagues in the entertainment industry, and they said, well, how did you do? Oh, my God, I would love to be on Ellen one day. And I noticed I would start asking people the same question. I'd say, well, they'd say, I would love to be on Ellen one day. And I'd say, well, did you ask them to be on the show? <laughs> and they, 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 I would watch them glitch out and they'd go, uh, 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 well, well, no, I didn't. I didn't ask. Well, well, what are you doing? You know, so they leave this this goal in the ether when all you have to do is go collect your no. 
contact them. These people have phone numbers and emails. They're a business just like anybody else. And, and ask. So people say, well, how did you get on Ellen? You know how? I asked. Right. I said, can I be on your show? And they happened to say yes. So uh, again, to eliminate time, one actionable thing you can do is stop living fearfully and stop fearing the word no and go collect no's. Matt, it's math for all you math nerds out there. The mathematically, the more no's you hear, mathematically, the more yeses you're going to hear. They they, they rise equally. So so that's my best piece of advice. You know, the the concept of time is is not about how much time you're given. It, it's how you're utilizing the the infinite now you're living in. Wayne, what a beautiful perspective. And that just brings us into uh, stepping into fear all by itself. When we're like, okay, how many no's can I collect throughout my day? It, it forces, a, I shouldn't say force, but it inspires us to step into maybe those fear-based moments where we are afraid to ask to be on the show, where we are afraid to make the call when it comes to business. And we are afraid to, you know, put the dollar amount behind our worth and, and show our value. And, and it just, it just inspires us to do so. And like you said, that is giving us the power of now and the present moment. So super inspiring. I love that you brought that to us. Thank you so much. We're going to walk into our next commercial. And then when we get back, I can't wait to hear a little bit more about your background. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Living. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our Wellness Driven Life Show guest portal where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team. Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself it's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard. And I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. 
Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Welcome back, everyone, here with the infamous Mr. Wayne Hoffman and intertwining this incredible aspect of reality versus not the magic of what we all get excited about and inspire for. And when we consider the the realities versus what we don't consider to be reality and you bringing that to the forefront, it's it really opens up our minds to the miraculous. Yeah, you know, I want to remind everybody something. This is all fake. Everything around you, this is this is a lot of this is made up and we kind of know it, but we play along anyway. You know, there are no rules. You can eat spaghetti for breakfast, you can have eggs and bacon for dinner. You could get in a car and you know, drive to a different state or a different province or you can fly to a different country and 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 decide to live there um you can change your career you can change your look you can change your 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 being you know people give we give ourselves these titles like oh well i'm a procrastinator well yeah words mean things so start with changing the words you know and saying i'm a person who gets things done efficiently effectively and on time and then gather skills that allow you to do that. So, you know, when we when we look around at, at the earth and, and our being in it and, and how we participate in this, it's really it's, you know, you look at the sociology. Yes, you, you know, in an elevator, we all sit there all quiet because that's how we're trained. We don't talk. It's very odd. No, you can turn around, and say, hi, what's your name? Where are you from? How are you doing today? You know, you there are no rules. And I think it's those that really are able to realize that and take control of that. Um, confidently. You know, I think in the beginning, it's a little strange to say hi to someone in an elevator. But if you do it, if you make a pact with yourself, uh, you know, it's kind of like an ice bath. The first time it's terrifying. And you, even every time you get in one, you know, it's it's shocking to the system. But the more you do it, the more confident you get, the more self-control you have. So, you know, living in a magical world and realizing you are creating it. I mean, look around wherever you are right now, unless you're driving, listening to this, don't don't be distracted, but look around. Every single thing you can look at right now, all of it, the walls, the device, the lights, the wherever you are, it's it was all created. It was all created by someone who had a thought and a vision. And you can do that too, to pretty much any degree. You know, um, sands walking on the surface of the sun which as of now is a, on an atomic level seemingly impossible you know everything else is within your control um but it's having that confidence realizing we are in control of this you know movie it's a movie and you're writing the script to your own part as you go you are the author of your own life <laughs> Yeah, and we are. And that's an incredible thing. Now, Wayne, you as a mentalist, could you explain a little bit to us what is that? What is the definition of it? And on top of that, what has been your most inspiring or aha moment that you've experienced within that position? 
Wow. <laughs> well, first, let, let's start from the top. So a mentalist uh, um, is a person who uses psychology for entertainment. So, um, like I said earlier, I started studying magic and then later I started studying psychology. So it's really a blend between the two. A mentalist is somebody who says, okay, Hey, I understand all these things about the human mind. Now, how can I make people smile and have a good time and give them this moment of wonder using that? So it's things, um, studying body language, reading, it's studying, um, you know, neurolinguistic programming, it's studying probability. I mean, it's a, it's a ton of tools that you put into a toolbox that allow you to essentially predict things and read people's minds. Uh, the short form of mentalist in a simple term is a mind reader, you know? So, uh, I, my application of that is using it to, to do shows. You know, I travel around performing at theaters and corporate events and so on. Um, and that's, that's how I apply that. Some people use their study of psychology to be, you know, a clinical family therapist or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and what are the aha moments? Uh, I mean, depends on what level you're talking, you know, there, there's so many moments of aha, um, you know, in, in, from a deep understanding of human behavior and, and humans perception of the world that we live in to the, you know, just fun moments where I'm having this aha, like even just like I mentioned earlier, when I was on Ellen, I sat there in that chair while she's interviewing me with this kind of background voice in my head saying, what is happening right now? You know, here I am, I'm this skinny guy from the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. You know, I had no connections. I wasn't, uh, you know, an A-list celebrity. And here this, this, you know, huge media personality is sitting there interviewing me. So, you know, using that skill set to get there and using my mentality to get to that point was certainly an aha moment. I mean, I've had so many moments of discovery about myself, about humans in general, and our relationship with with the, the world. I mean, it would it, it's it's difficult. You know, it's it's been a very revealing journey. Let's just put it that way. I love the choice of wording when you said the 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 moments of discovery. And I think that that's so much of what we want to do, right? Especially when we have curious minds such as yourself, where we truly just want to get down to the deep essence of who we are, what we are, and that discovery piece. Yeah, you know, one of the things I also like to, to reflect on is a lot of people say, well, I need to find myself. Really, you know, they say, oh, I want to, I, I wonder what's going to happen in the future. And I wonder what I, uh, how I'm going to discover myself. I like telling people the best way to predict the future is to create it. So rather than leaving it to the the will of the universe and others forcing you into a certain position in life, you know, I think when people say, what is the meaning of life? I always like to say the meaning of life is to figure out how you want to leave it. Meaning after all is said and done, what interaction and impact 
and what type of journey did you personally have? There is no overall meaning. It's the one you create and apply to it. So it's up to each individual person to figure out their meaning uh, in, a, in a journey of self-discovery and more importantly, self-creation. Uh, everything in your life right now, whether there's good things and bad things, which there's likely both, um, are all a product of your creation. Whether you want to admit it or not, even the bad stuff is you created it. You put yourself in the position you're in through your thoughts, actions, and your way of being. Um, so uh, again, it is a it is certainly a journey of discovery, but I think more importantly, if we focus in on the concept of a journey of creation and where we hold our power and our understanding that we are the we are the dreamer of dreams. You know, we, we create these things. I think that's that's where you're going to get a, a little a little boost out of life. <laughs> well, and Wayne, you've mentioned it a few times where you have discovered that you are the creator and there is proof and evidence of that, like being on Ellen's show, like uh, having Snoop Dogg as your neighbor, like stepping on the stages worldwide to have this incredible impact with your audience that you provide. And, and so because of that, it just inspires you to continue doing it, to continue creating. And the magic is, is when we inspire those around us that they can have access to that too, that we all have that power within us. And I also wanted to shed light again on really, you talk about when we, like the purpose is to, to, to be where are we going and what are we creating? But that is truly the power of living in the now. And that is where we, we get rid of the concept of time. Yeah. And, and Here's one thing. I, I think it's important. It's very easy to say, oh, I'm in control. And uh, right in this moment right now, as you're listening to this or watching this to say, you know, I, I can create and yes, they're right. I am, you know, leading the charge. But oftentimes we fail to then implement that because we don't know how. Um, one of the things I wish I would have done earlier is really develop the habit of digesting information, meaning um, reading books. And then when podcasts and audiobooks came to uh, the world, digesting those like a sponge on the regular, you know, I've spent on the road touring hours. And I mean, well, by now, I mean, it would probably be years com combined driving down a road for whatever it may be, let's say two hours at a time to get to, to the destination of my show where I'm just zoned out or I'm, you know, not really taking that time. I could have had my headphones in and I could have been learning. So, you know, we, you and I don't have much time to share with the audience a lot of things right now, but I think certainly, you know, one of the things, and I like to have letting people go home with something actionable, you know, um, schedule time to collect your nose, um, realize that the first step to anything is feeling. So if you are, uh, if you have a goal or, uh, you know, a thing you're involved in right now, but you're genuinely not emotionally connected to it, you know, if money didn't exist, would you still do it? That's the question. You know, you gotta really cut the fat and prune out the things that aren't really fulfilling in your life. So first make sure the thing you say you want to do you're genuinely emotionally and spiritually connected to the thing you have to really love it. The reason being 
as soon as one little piece of adversity comes your way, if you're not really into it, you're going to shut down and you're going to give up very quickly because you're not invested wholeheartedly. You know, I don't tell many very people this, but in the beginning of my career uh, during a transition period, I actually slept in the back of a van for a little bit because I ran out of money because nobody was hiring me because I was a young guy. Nobody knew who I was, but I was committed. I said, I'm not going to get another job. I am going to sleep in the back of this van until I figure it out. And that adversity and that moment, I could have given up and I could have gone and worked for a bank and, and not run away with the circus. But, you know, I was able to get through that adversity because I felt genuinely in my heart that I needed to fulfill this. Um, so first step is to feel, then define it. A lot of people say, I want to be rich or I want to be successful. Well, guess what? Rich and successful are not things you can be. You have to define what that means. And to everybody, that's different. To some people, success means having seven Ferraris and three vacation homes and a bank account that has $8 million in it. I, I heard a story of a lady who was in Cambodia and her vision of success was merely to move four hours away to mm. a different city. If she moved to a new city, she considered herself having success and, and winning in life. So, you know, when we go out to dinner, we like to order our meal and say, oh, you know, I want my steak and I want it medium, medium. Well, can you put a peppercorn sauce on the side and make sure can that bread be gluten free? You know, I want sparkling instead of still water or whatever. We have this specific order. But when it comes to our wish and our order for the universe, it's must be rich must be success and we, we don't you know have this specificity so first feel it then define it as specifically as you can you know what is rich put a number on a piece of paper because then you can break it down into doable actions um once you define it um then plan it and here's a powerful question that i think everyone listening and watching this should, should ask themselves what is the next doable action you can take to get one small step closer to completing your goal? Is it pick up the phone? Is it send an email? You know, these big visions that we have are often daunting because we don't break them down. You know, the famous saying, the, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So feel it, define it, plan it. What are the, the, what's the next physical doable action I can take? And then the final one, which is often stopping us because of fear, which is to do it, you know, don't worry about hearing the no. If that, if it's to make a, a phone call to someone to ask for something, if that's the next doable action, don't, don't stop yourself. Um, so I always tell people feel, define, plan, and do FDPD. <laughs> I like it. I love it. And that, that feeling is, is really an essential key. And, so I, I really love that you brought that in. And Wayne, thank you so much for sharing that vulnerable piece of, you know, living inside your car. I thought for sure you've been successful your entire life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Success is a funny thing because the more success you have as a person, the more failures you have. I mean, if I told you the number of times I have failed, mm. 
I mean, I, you know, people see the success. They see the television shows. You know, I'm on TV yeah. literally right now on this season of Masters of Illusion. You know, you can turn on your television and watch me and, and I'm traveling around and it's seemingly very, oh, wow, the glamorous life. And he do, he's done all these things and, you know, I'm, I'm traveling and have the success. But here's the deal. I, if I made a blooper reel, <laughs> I can only imagine of all the failures that I've had. You know, I think to be successful, you have to live in the discomfort of failure. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to live in the discomfort of failure. And it's not about giving up. It's about becoming comfortable in lack and comfortable in getting it wrong um when your listeners have time you know there's the the famous uh paragraph storyline parable i don't know what you want to call it it's called the the man in the arena um and this is applicable to women too and and all genders uh you you, you uh i highly recommend you read it just type in Google the man in the arena and read that story because it's the person who's doing and failing that's in the arena. The person doing those things that is has the chance of success. If you're just sitting on your couch doing nothing and you're not in the arena battling and you're not failing, you know, that that's living not your most fulfilling fulfilling life more than likely unless you're that is fulfilling to you, which, again, everybody has their own journey. Um, you know, living in that discomfort, living in that sense of fear. You know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. If you think about it as an artist, as a speaker and an entertainer, I wake up every day unemployed. <laughs> I don't have a boss. I don't have a job. I can't go into work tomorrow morning. There is no such thing. So I wake up every single day unemployed. And I've learned to live in that fear and that 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 discomfort um, mm. because it's just part of success. Those failures are just part of success. They're not separated. Yeah, they are not separated. Just like yes and no and the yin and the yang. Nothing is separated. You have to have the contrast of those experiences in order to really like we're talking about, live fully and and live to your greatest potential. So Wayne, that is off the, that that's awesome that you talk about this. And I love that you bring up the journey of living in the limelight and and what that really is and what that lives in the background. And like you said, if you were to to create the bloopers or the reels or what have you of the real time moments, it is not as exceptional as it is when we have the times of editing and where we really do create this magical experience for the audience. And it also has all of the other things in the background. So, uh, you know, we go live here on the Wellness Driven Life Show to really give the audience that idea of the authentic approach of the end time conversations. And I know that I'm going to mess up and there are things that aren't going to be uh, said that I wanted to say or I'm going to forget or what have you. But at the same time, it brings this piece to this is this is us and knowing that as we are this 
inspiring uh, person in the limelight, this influence, so to speak, to the world that we all have our own lives and own journeys as human beings and we're all the same. And that is what truly can inspire and ignite in others something miraculous and something that they can bring. So all of this said, Wayne, I want to know what are the things that you're concentrating on creating right now? I also know that you're an artist, not just the the creator artist of of this stage, but you are also an artist and people around the world collect that. So can you talk a little bit about that and what it is you're excited about creating now? Sure. So I've always had a passion for art uh, as long as I could remember. And, you know, uh, I got later, obviously, uh, as a preteen, that era, I got into magic. And it really monopolized my time out of a passion for it. But I still always loved art. And uh, I actually started creating my own art, multimedia and acrylic paintings. And now, you know, as a child, before I really discovered magic, I always thought, well, one day I'm going to be an artist. That was the general vibe and the general track that I wanted to, to, to have as a really little kid. I used to love to draw and paint. And I revisited that passion, you know, now that I've done magic and mind reading and speaking, and I've, I've really fulfilled that to, to the highest levels that I, that I chose to, to fill, fulfill it to. I revisited the concept of creating actual physical art for people. And uh, I think my passion for it has led to an unintended consequence of people collecting my art around the world. So it, it's, uh, you know, one of those unexpected little, I think, um, little winks that the universe gave me saying, Hey, because you're passionate about this and because, you know, you create, um, it is appreciated and people like it and they, they, they appreciate it as much as you do. So, you know, that, that was just, it happened organically. Um, and, and I'm very fortunate to, to the people that actually collect my art and the people that, that enjoy it. Um, and what I'm creating now, other than those pieces, uh, I have been on tons of television shows around the world and many different countries. Uh, and it, it's always fun doing things on other people's shows. But I decided that uh, I think it's time for my own show. So um, right now, my project and one of the things I'm focusing in on, I'm working uh, with folks right now to uh, create my own show. And we're gonna start pitching it to different networks and streaming platforms uh, so that I can create from the ground up, uh, you know, my vision of what I wanna present to the world uh, in the world of, of, of mind reading and, and mystery entertainment. So, um, you know, it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when you'll be able to see it. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm excited. That is so fun. And I can see the joy that is just all over your face and you're, <laughs> you're really embodying that. So I'm excited to see what you're creating next. And in a world of infinite possibilities, I know it's going to be extraordinary. Well, thanks. I, I'm glad you think so. I'm, I'm confident. You know, I'm taking my step. It's the practice what you preach thing. I'm sitting here telling other people what to do, but, you know, it's making sure I'm living that as well and keeping myself accountable. So, yeah, it's just it's exciting. I'm excited to see what comes of it and, you know, what what the final product's going to look like. 
Awesome. Well, Wayne, it has been extraordinary to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your journey and all of the creations and the creations of what's next. That is so cool. Very inspiring. I want to make sure that the audience knows where to find you. And so we've had it displayed here a few times and it's always in the description below the guest information. And Wayne's website is easy peasy, www.waynehoffman.com. Again, www.waynehoffman.com for those of you listening in. Wayne, it's been incredible. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Um, you know, uh, I'll share just one thing. Everyone watching, I'm talking to you directly. Um, we don't hear this enough as adults, but I want to let you know, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Ah, oh, that is a beautiful last words of wisdom. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we all should be proud of ourselves, right? So thank you again, Wayne. It has been incredible. You're an awesome guest. You've given us so much to mull on, to consider, to start working on and applying in our own lives. So thank you again for being a great guest. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thank you to our audience. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much. Goodbye for now. And we will see you next time.